Nerd Hurdles, the podcast that encourages you to dork in, nerd on, and geek out. I'm Jacob. And I'm Mandy. We talk about stuff that's too nerdy for people to like. Sometimes we drift off topic. You have to actually be on topic to drift off it. You make a good point. Nerd Hurdles. Hello, and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I am Gloria Lind. I am Mia Steele. And we're broadcasting to you today from sunny, sunny Leeds. <laughs> How are you? I know, it's been a long time. Have you missed us? We've, We've missed, missed you. We've missed you. <laughs> I've missed Mia. I haven't <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> I haven't seen her. I, I'd, I'd just like to start by saying, actually, that mostly this gap between recording between recordings can yeah. be attributed to Mia and her social life and going on holiday. <laughs> Sorry. She went to, like, Bulgaria, you know, she hopped across Europe. I'm making this up, by the way. I have no idea. Uh, it was it? Budapest, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bulgaria, Budapest, it's in Europe. It gives to the B. Yeah. One's a city, one's a country. It is expanding. expanding. It's mostly me, but also... It's been cold, Gloria. It's, it's been, been ever so, so cold. cold. Yeah. And, and in this house, you know, being cold in this house is uh, is not good. Now, there are probably some listeners who are going to say, it's been cold. What the hell are you talking about? We're kind of talking it got down to minus 10 degrees C and we were all going, my God. Yeah. Weeping. It, it but, weeping. But when it's cold, surely we can all agree that you don't want to go outside for anything. And Gloria and I, you know... Unlike the fantasy spinning around some of your heads, we don't share a one-room flat. <laughs> we live in separate places. Yeah. Although, to be fair, <laughs> my two sisters uh, shared a shared a flat down in um, in in Bristol. They had an unheated flat, and they, no, it wasn't unheated. They were just both massively cheap. Yeah, and so snuggles actually, every night. They actually shared a bed one night rather than turn the heating on, which I was just like. Dude, you are you you are both your 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 father's children far too much because my my dad is my dad is Mister Conservation as well, wrapping so. himself in newspapers and yeah. brown wrapping. To be fair, I have spent a great deal of this winter wrapped in blankets because you our flat to, is yeah. also unheated and um and and is single glazed and there was frost on the inside of my window. I have not seen that since I was a child. It was very beautiful, but it was fucking cold. Yeah. You might yeah. ask, why don't I just move? move no, but it's such a nice flat that it's, it's worth putting up with frost on I the know, inside for four, have beauty. four or five months a year. <laughs> I suffer for the beauty. You do, because it's very pleasing to look at. I know, I know. You can just wander around going, oh, the oh look at this. Oh, this is nice. But um, yeah, we've missed you. It's been ages. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry, but we're back. We're yeah. back. And this one is, ah, uh, this one has been brewing for oh, a while. God, that sounds really bad. It sounds like we're about to take a, <laughs> you know, like squat. <laughs> and <laughs> This one has been highly anticipated by yep, ourselves. Yep. Is that better? <laughs> see, see, yes, yes. For a while. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway. Um, and... Uh, it's uh, erotic food. That's oh, right. Hell yeah. Food erotic. Erotic food. For those of you not with uh, not able to see, uh, 
my hand gestures there which is everyone apart from me i was just (laughs) believe me it was an innocent thing she wasn't doing anything weird it was fine it's fine or you would have heard the door slamming shut and my retreating footsteps but (laughs) i'd just like to share with you that i was laughing at mia's last comment and um moving my mouth away from i was employing i was employing i was employing good um microphone technique and moving my mouth away from the microphone as i laughed and uh and then put my (laughs) put my head into uh a weight bench so there we go good times good times excellent um so i think i think we're going to say right now that there's quite a good structure to this because we've had to because there's just such a wide field oh i know it's a it's a beaut i tell you i you know it it started off mostly by me thinking about Mm -hmm. cakes that are shaped as willies i'll be honest with you i just i I went straight (laughs) to bratwurst and and there i stopped (laughs) (laughs) and i thought why essentially <laughs> and then i was like breast fixation glory <laughs> it's, it's what it is <laughs> and then and then i uh, then from then on i thought oh gosh there's a whole word in this a whole world of, mm-hmm. of, of results so what we thought we'd do is we'd start the show by talking about aphrodisiac food supposed aphrodisiac food yeah. and um and, and kind of listed a, a number of different kinds of properties that might be associated um that might make p- people think um that food is an aphrodisiac and then we thought we'd move on to uh food that is shaped as a sexual item i refer you to willy cakes or boob cakes oh gosh i I, honestly i thought you were gonna go in the whole like courgette cucumber direction oh that one that's going to be covered in aphrodisiac don't worry about that i see because ah now it it all becomes clear yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and then if we have time we'll uh we'll move on to uh questionable use of food in sex scenes it's the only way i can think of to 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 go fine i think that's an appropriate title for for that particular topic and then the one after is oh i don't i don't know if i don't want to sort of televised presenting of food oh, yes. in a in, in a kind of in, yes in in, a, in in order to, in to advertising yeah. advertising and and televisual presentation of food god there's a whole load to cover here today and i hope we manage to get through tons. it we'll try not to talk to go off on too many tangents <laughs> that's and an empty promise not to not to just like a bit of a spoiler alert there's a beaut coming up gloria gloria found something on the internet i mean this is what the internet is all about isn't it I know. it's about your crazy woman sat in her apartment <laughs> somewhere and she's writing this this appalling poetry and and then up it goes on the internet we're not going to name and shame yet but it's coming up and believe me it's absolutely golden oh, i've never read anything like it i know it's a real beaut um there's a there's a poet from the 19th century who's kind of famous as being like the worst poet in the world i can't remember his name off the top of my head but i'm sure there's lots of people shouting at the whatever yeah. device they're listening to this <laughs> podcast through going no it's this you're fools um but I think this woman may have him beat. Frankly, yeah. frankly, <laughs> is that B beats with a B double E T? Don't spoil it. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gotta keep that first oh, surprise God, at the good. end. <laughs> so let's let's. Um, I, I've got a, I've got a slightly. Off. I've got to move my. Uh, I've got some reference here, mm-hmm. which is I thought it was a really handy little 
article. And one of the reasons I'm using this is because it describes the five different types of aphrodisiacs. Now, basically, aphrodisiacs have been shown to be by the US Food Standards Agency to be a load of balls. Oh, well, good, because I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I, let's just start start from 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 that position. I'm yeah. sorry, that's very that's very joy draining um, of me. I think, you know, it's just lazy, isn't it? It's just so obvious. I know. It's like if I if I feed you oysters, yeah, you're going to be aroused enough, particularly to want I mean, to jump yeah, my bones. Ima- imagine you're a guy. You've worked hard all day at work. You and the wife, it's not been at Rolling Stones recently. And so <laughs> you come home and instead of the usual pie and peas, perhaps <laughs> she bangs down in front of you 20, 24 prepped oysters <laughs> waiting for your disgust <laughs> slash delectation. What, what if you're not an oyster fan? How many of them do you have to eat before you can like do the perfunctory sex and get it over with? But I mean, there's intent there, isn't there? If you get someone oysters, that is it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, see those? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Bits of weird shellfish? Yeah. Doug? Like, bit like mucus? Knifed off the bottom of a rock? Little bit like a fanny? Massive yeah. snot? Mm. Slightly, you know, Yeah. weird? When I say fanny, I should just qualify. <laughs> For those of you a little confused, I'm not talking about a bum. She means the front bum. <laughs> I mean, your furry front bottom. That's right. Your lady garden. God, Gloria, what happened to you? You know, just for anyone who heard the earlier episodes, there would have been nil chance of Gloria ever using the words furry front bottom. I'd like to think so anyway. I think, you know, age has withered that little little core of dignity you once had <laughs> i don't know well you see I, I did wonder in researching this episode whether my my dislike of food yeah. aphrodisiacs and foods shaped like um willies or uh-huh. food just generally like that i wondered if that's just me being a prude and then i thought no it's no. just because they're rubbish yeah it's bullshit but but and you know what courgettes whole don't even taste nice do they <laughs> why would you pretend to fillet one that's not sexy <laughs> or whatever else it's chop it up like fry it off, throw in some peppers and maybe Chop some pasta and garlic. Evil you know, in your eye. <laughs> see this right in the camera. <laughs> if you ever cheat on me, bang, 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 bang. Although the knife goes. One thing yeah. we might miss in this, and I kind of, you know, I, I feel, I feel to be fair, mm-hmm. food is a sensory experience. Yeah. And therefore, there is some connection between food and sex because they are sensory and sensual. There is, there is, and you're absolutely right. But why this? Why? Why are the really kind of methane heavy foods and zinc heavy foods? I understand zinc is good for energy and stuff, but why? Why asparagus? <laughs> I I think asparagus came out because someone thought it looked vaguely phallic. Bollocks. Anyway. That's a good point to, to jump yeah. into <laughs> the five different types of um, okay. aphrodisiac food. So the curious thing about aphrodisiac food is, is some of them don't seem to be selected for any kind of sensory or sense kind of taste. They sometimes are just selected according to uh, to to their suggestive shape their suggestive shape. And actually, I have to say, this is one of my favourite categories of aphrodisiac food. It's <laughs> I'll feed you oysters and then maybe we'll have some figs oh God. for for pudding oh, and she's asparagus wiggling her eyebrows at me uh, i'm sorry right actually to be fair 
Figs are that rude. I mean, really. They are. They are the rudest fruit of them all. <laughs> Do you know, I'm just remembering a time when somebody actually sent me figs. Fresh figs, I should clarify. Yeah, fresh yeah, figs. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so naive. Maybe this was a come on in, in like another language. This, um, this guy sent over cold white wine and figs on figs and grapes for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was saying my bikini top had fallen down one too many times. <laughs> and he was like, right, this is it. This is my moment. Send in the fresh figs, guys. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, there seems to be some suggestion, some kind of linking in the human mind yeah. that um that if you if you eat a food that looks a bit like a uh, sex organ, mm-hmm. then it's somehow sexy. Which, you know, is a bit weird. It's a bit like, right, you know those people who like see the Virgin Mary and toast? And things like that. Yeah. It's the same kind of leap. Because well, really, just because something looks like something, it doesn't mean it possesses exactly. the same properties as something. If I, if, if I eat a fig, does that mean I'm, I'm kind of, I'm suffering from the, you know, the like... The, the lesbian. The, the lesbian urges. I, I'm, am I like, am I, am I pretending to everyone to be straight when really I just, I want to be with a girl? When they see Mary in the toast, do they pray to her or butter her? <laughs> Usually they take pictures of her <laughs> and then om nom nom she's gone. Bye virgin. <laughs> so yeah, apparently it increases desire if you eat something that looks like something because obviously something, you know, <laughs> that's just so ridiculous. If you say like, you know, something looks like something else and it has the same properties as it. It's so clearly does not have the same properties. So it's just so ridiculous. Any chemist, will you know tell what? You. These things are all completely context like important aren't they imagine you're in a restaurant and your your partner your girlfriend your wife whatever pretends to kind of pretends to pleasure a vegetable or something with her mouth whilst looking at you you know dead in the eye cold dead sex eye that's right this is what you're gonna get look at this carrot oh julienne but (laughs) that's not what that's not sexy is it yeah, I know. I, I mean, mean, it might be. You don't have to be a raving nutter. She's off her lithium, isn't she? Come on. Although I did notice someone who is kind of unable to eat sausages without chopping them up into tiny little bits because they were that phallic. And I have to say, I'm a little bit, I feel a little bit strange about eating a banana in public. I like to do that. <laughs> I do, and I'll tell you why. Because people like to watch you do it and... Especially if I'm having like a frizzy haired, no makeup day. It's satisfying, you know, bit of attention. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. I just bit this in half. Bang, bang. Teeth snapping. Well, that's it. I'm an angry Do you know what? Person. I always feel myself like plunged into a quandary. Has to plunged, plunged into a quandary. I just can't take you seriously. So wait a second. You're telling me that you never feel the urge to lick your banana <laughs> on the street. It's the same <laughs> with ice lollies. I find it really difficult to eat them in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Pardon me. <sighs> I'm just really aware. It so what do you like do? <laughs> I just kind of... <laughs> I just find it eat surreptitiously. <laughs> 
you like did you lift your coat over your face or something? <laughs> no, I think you know. If, or did your tongue just dart out very quickly and shyly to lick up the dribbling ice cream? <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, I, yeah. Like that, have, I have utilised that one. Yeah, there's no there's no long licks of the uh, ice cream, and if I can, I'll slice up the banana. <laughs> God, I am a prude. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just because you don't want to be one of those people. We've all seen bad porn clips of someone pretending that banana is something it's not, I know, and like and making it. it like it's some kind of, you know, orgasmic experience. And so you just don't want to be associated with those silly women. Well, that's it. You know, I'm just aware that there's a there's an archetype in someone's imagination yeah. that I don't want to be stepping into. Yeah. Maybe I overthink things slightly. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> Times is hard for your thinkers, isn't it? Well, Gosh. you know what? It's, I'd never buy a Calippo. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what a Calippo is, it's like a frozen so kind weird. of tube it's drink a tube. thing. It's a like tube. an ice pop. Ice pop it's yeah. an ice pop, but it's in a cardboard tube. So if you push it up, you just get this ice pop popping up at the oh, top of the tube. I love Calippos as well. Oh. But now you've ruined it for me because they are very, very penile, aren't they? <laughs> Especially at the fat round end. Uh, <laughs> not the weird little like pointy end. That's odd. I mean, if if, if it was penile end, that'd be a really strange kind of point of reference. But, but oh, Lord. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so that we've that's the uh, so in fact actually we 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 at first scorned the uh, food shaped like uh, sex organs yeah. might be um, aphrodisiac, but actually you know as we've talked, well maybe we there's clearly some calippos, social. bananas. Yeah, I mean I'm hot. Are yeah. you? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that has something to do with a blanket, but why? <laughs> <laughs> she needs a blanket because she's got an ice cream under there. <laughs> I think you should read out the list of aphrodisiac food items yeah. and we can score them out of five in terms of sexiness. Oh, well, right, yeah. This, so this is, um, uh, this is a real, this one really made me, me laugh, which is a, a list of items that have, have been considered, uh, that have been considered uh, to be aphrodisiac in the past. And mostly I just read it and laughed because it's really weird um so so yeah oh actually before i do that i should also draw your attention to the the other categories of of food uh-huh. that, that can be erotic so there's the the food that create warmth and moisture like chili or curry arouse mm-hmm. heated passions while cold food like lettuce cools your passions which seems kind of quite um that seems quite straightforward that, yeah you know i can see why why you might think that i mean i don't know if it's ever worked i don't know if i've ever eaten a curry and went come to me my love probably not i mean it's nice to be warm but when you've eaten a curry it's quite a lot of food whereas a lettuce you're nice and flat stomach still aren't you you're not bulging oh, and bloated know, yeah, yeah i know yeah. i mean i've also i've never eaten a raw chili and then gone come kiss me <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, reproductive organs and eggs um, increasing sexual desire and potency so you know this is kind of you know genitals yeah eggs interesting I mean that's a bit like eating someone's brain isn't it it will I think it's just isn't it something to do about like keeping the blood flow healthy and things to all your little veins and capillaries and extremities and yeah I mean and and but I mean if your blood flow is so appalling that it can be affected by eating a couple of boiled eggs, 
Yeah. It, do you know? I don't know. I don't know. There's when you some have kind of, a million of them. There's some kind of, you know, kind of quasi-spiritual, I eat an egg and oh. therefore I eat life and life. I tell you what would make an egg like limit, limitlessly unsexy. Just giving one to your partner and then as he's halfway <laughs> through it, just mouthing the word ovum at him. <laughs> Over. <laughs> oh yeah, I do want it. That's right. Over. <laughs> Would you like some salt with your bald over, darling? <laughs> Would you? And then kind of yeah, rubbing, rubbing your kind of stomach, <laughs> your lower back. Over. <laughs> Smiling coldly as you make cacking like yak noise and <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, foods that are rare and expensive are considered exciting. Because they're a demonstration of power financial and security yeah. and power and wealth. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, we can eat these. and Which, but brilliantly, you know, potatoes were once rare. So, you know, potatoes were once considered an aphrodisiac, which, you know, now, especially in our culture, we consider I tell potatoes you, yeah. not. No, but if there were no potatoes and somebody brought me chips... Oh my god. That would be that would be hugely Yeah, that actually might be quite effective. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see why caviar kind of gets put on these lists because it's like not only is it eggs, but it's expensive eggs. Yeah. That's like super whammy. Super super powerful aphrodisiac. Eat these <laughs> expensive eggs. It's like uh, you see cod's row. Uh, uh, uh. Not press cod's row. Oh, uh, stop saying row. Row. People like it, don't they? See, they I, do. I don't even like tiramisu because of the row content. Oh. <laughs> and then, and that's a psychological thing. Not that it's bad, but you know. Anyway, yeah. carry on. And then, and then the the food which uh, stimulate the senses in some way, where stimulate you know lead to passion. Which I think, yes, okay, yeah, that yeah, that is you know. So chocolate is one that I think they've disproved it now. But you know, a the the the, the kind of mouthfeel of chocolate. B, but also it's meant to kind of you know stimulate experience and kind of produce a certain kind of reaction in you yeah. and, and and so you know that's uh and i mean chocolate and red wine together psh. oh yes yeah. and i suppose yeah wine does come inside those things that stimulate the senses actually more re- removes inhibitions but you know mm-hmm. it's still it's still considered some form of aphrodisiac <laughs> however there are other things that like... have also been considered aphrodisiacs um such as well ambergris Ambergris, which is like, is that from a whale? Ambergris, yeah, it's, it's like whale spit slash vomit, isn't it, or something? Oh, nice! Wait, the whale's phlegm. Oh, that sounds, well, um, this is even sounds even better. Freshly pr- produced ambergris has a marine fecal odour. Ah, oh, lush. Nice! I want some of that in my mouth. Uh, well, they use it on perfumes, don't they? Because yeah. the really kind of foul, stenchy scents, if you use them in tiny, tiny amounts, they provide depth to sweeter things. Yeah, and they, fix, things. they yeah. fix the scent as well, don't they? Um, rocket, apparently. Because uh, of the peppery. I, I'm the all peppery right with that. Yeah, rocket, stuff. rocket. In oh fact, my God. I'd give rocket quite a high score. You know, like, I think we say ambergris is sort of four, four mm-hmm. out of five. Rocket's another four for me. Oh, like it. dear God. Apparently, this was considered an aphrodisiac. I do believe we might have um, uh, revisited this in an earlier show. But um, <clears throat> Gasp. It's, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's called uh, Balut. Um, and it's a fertilised duck 
or chicken egg with a nearly developed embryo inside. Shut that is up. boiled and eaten in the shell and it's very popular. You're going to have to just go away. <laughs> Where is very, it popular? In in Philippines. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. It's, um, oh. yeah, pretty challenging. That's, um, that's, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty just, challenging. I just, I can't, I can't get over that. I mean, ovum was bad, but that's like a tiny, tiny, almost alive thing. It almost drew breath. Dear penis. Dear penis. Listen, when aren't I having that? (laughs) When am I not having dear penis? Oh, Oh, wait, no. Is that a deer's penis or is that just what you call it when you see one? (laughs) Deer penis. Oh, (laughs) no. It's a deer's penis right a penis of a deer um i can imagine it's because apparently it's quite big so uh but surely it'd be really fibrous and stringy and i don't know apparently you have it when it's dried why do i know why why (laughs) is the problem with this show it leads me into knowing Uh. these things which i do not need to know Mia. i do not need to know if you're ever stranded after say a european trip trip a european trip no <laughs> i like a trip a european trip and you're, you're in the woods somewhere maybe in a deer populated area you'll know that once you've killed the deer you won't have to like you know butcher it for the actual meat you can just cut its cock off and and dry it out and have some kind of last minute orgy before you all die <laughs> I have to say, a lot of these things on this list look to me like things which you would not consider eating otherwise. And, you know, so it's like, if it's really weird, then it must have some other kind of benefit. Like, like you know, please, t- there must be some kind of point to eating oysters. Apart from, you know, I think, right, people used to eat oysters because they couldn't really get hold of anything else and it was protein. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Probs. well, you know. Let's make this exclusive and interesting. Yeah. And because I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. Who actually likes oysters? I mean, I can get down with oysters. They're all right. But you know what I mean? If I had a choice between a steak and an oyster. Never tried an oyster. Purely because I, when I was growing up, I was, um, I was very funny about textures of things. Oh, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't never eat custard because they got a skin on. Yeah, never and, try um, an oyster. Yeah. I, I, I knew. You see, I couldn't even eat my own bogeys until I was like 17, 18 <laughs> because... A a, step yeah, oh, I felt like I'd really come along, <laughs> and um, because the texture is just so vile, uh, and yeah. yeah, no, and it's also yeah, just have to swallow right. it. Uh, uh, you know, and it's 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 lumpy, isn't it? Well, I, mean, I know you can't. it looks like there's a bit of it that's a bit slippery and mucusy, and then a bit that's a bit lumpy and chewy, and yeah, and, and you just you know, like you, you let it all slither down at the same time. Yeah, you're best off swallowing. And it's like, yeah, that, that's kind of a bit pointless. There's a number of other things we could do that, you know. Yeah. There's another of, of other kinds of shellfish we could eat that weren't sure. like that. I mean, you can cook them, you know, in the shell with like something well, over the top of them. I've, um, I was speaking to a guy once who worked in who works in a fish restaurant in Leeds. Mm. I don't know if he still does. This is going back a while, and he said that you can um, bread them and yeah. fry them for a few seconds. So they kind of firm and become something more than just fishy snot. Yeah, I, I have heard tell of this, but oh my God, that's fiddly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And really, would you be asked when you could just get some nice squid or a piece of fish instead? You know, if yeah. you want seafood, have something nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't understand this. Flash the gold card on your date and that's aphrodisiac now. <laughs> <laughs> Give her free reign with the wine list. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite intrigued by this um, thing called Manish Water, which is goat soup. Apparently it's a Jamaican aphrodisiac. I've never come across that. I've they heard of that serve, before. They never serve that down at the down at, uh, I've Marcia's. heard of that. Uh, yeah, no, apparently. Um, it's made from various goat parts, including the head and brains. I, I saw this on a TV programme. I nice. think I think it's one of our like illustrious Channel Four um, TV presenter chef people talking yeah. about it, and they look they took great delight in the name Manish Water, obviously. Yeah, no, I think it's just something that seems to be more about. Um, it's more about kind of it's good protein and it's like a broth, isn't it? Rather than builds you up, makes you strong. Yes, yeah, See also uh, cow cod soup, which is another aphrodisiac Jamaican soup, and Ugh. that's made with bull penis and bananas and Scotch bonnet pepper. In a white rum-based broth. That sounds hideous. I have to say, that combination is not really working for me. No. 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 So it'd be a bit beefy. Yeah, a bit uh, banana-ish. A bit banana-y, hot. Yeah, and rum. And rum. Sick. <laughs> That's just sick. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Why? Nil pois for that one. Don't yeah, like no, it. I'm not we, we, not a fan. We'll, we'll, we'll do that one. So you know there, there are these kind of list of other strange and unbelievable things which you might have, you know, which might have been imagined as uh, aphrodisiacs, including onions and beetroot and asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I have no ah, idea why onions. She is showing me the sex foods. <laughs> Do you want an onion? <laughs> Apparently, there's a, there, there, there are some people who eat, used to eat onions raw, like an apple. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard tell of this. This but freaks me out. Wouldn't you get like, you know how you get fumes from onions when you cut them? If you bit through the layers of an onion, wouldn't the same things be released? I know. Wouldn't you just be eating the onion and crying? Yeah. Oh, onion. This isn't that nice. Oh, why am I eating it? Come here, sexy. Love you. Ah, onion. Uh, um, sorry, I'd have overcome by the spirit of onion. Yeah. Um, asparagus, apparently, as well, which is just like, make your pee stinky and uh, <laughs> <laughs> come to me, my lover. I like that you you go straight to the, the really juvenile joke there, Gloria. No mincing around for you. Make your pee stinky. Well, well to be fair, it does seem a curious choice. You know. Awesome. Yeah. And like, can you imagine presenting it or like picking a piece up and watching it wiggle? Also, if you the don't get it right, yeah. it kind of droops a bit, which I don't think is entirely... Yeah. I think the point is is that you can kind of... You can pick up a piece of asparagus and dip dip the asparagus tip into some kind oh, of, you know, maybe, maybe a bit of butter or yeah. perhaps even a little pesto, which I've done on occasion, and then sort of tongue it <laughs> <laughs> a bit. And then, you know, like kind of provocatively bite off the head. <laughs> <laughs> now <clears throat> this does probably take us to the uh the depiction of food yeah. as erotic now right 
this is probably where my you may have guessed from the fact that I don't like eating bananas in public but <laughs> really I can't say I've ever had a massively successful experience with uh, no with with food and sex no because when people, when men see me eat it's more like just fear unbridled fear <laughs> respect yeah it's a good woman ah oh, my god she can put it away yeah. <laughs> so in fact that's what it is i just confuse the purposes and i'm like why are we tarting yeah. around with this are we gonna eat or not yeah. Like some medieval maiden who's who's being like sold off to the local landowner. She gets five acres and she can eat two pounds of meat in five minutes. <laughs> eat that Dora. Look at them she hips. Can eat. She, look at her. She can eat. Not much, to her, not much to her face, but by it, she can eat. She's big as a barn door. <laughs> oh, she can really suck those cabbages away. She can inhale them she does <laughs> she picks them up and inhales them right oh and you should see her with asparagus <laughs> yes. she pops them in a massive maw like they're, like they're tic tacs five at a time <laughs> just gonna die five asparagus at a time <laughs> <laughs> please if i ever get the opportunity to do that in public I'm, <laughs> well it'll be a disaster because i'll try to eat five asparagus spears and the same go and then i'll be so pleased with myself at kind of at finding some way to like bring this pub this private joke public that i'll probably choke on one and just be like slapping my own legs and trying to give myself the heimlich maneuver over a restaurant chair whilst my bewildered companion is like <laughs> looking around for help and i'm still oh, laughing and screaming. crying and choking and laughing and crying and choking and chewing obviously oh god uh, yeah. so what do you do um i'm in finance oh my god you just put five asparagus spears in your mouth and just inhale and they're gone just take them in your hand <laughs> yeah. see it's, it's plausible that's what's good about it. it's not implausible it might be foolish but it would be implausible i think it killed me um so yes that is probably not a well-known depiction of erotic eating <laughs> despite what dora might have you think um you know what's we should yeah what you're going on to know about the, the the way you eat it is sort of like food handling is 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 that a category yeah food handling <laughs> i think that could be a category yeah and then we do get into the presentation we swap around a little bit but right. we're getting into the yeah. uh the the presentation of food yeah i can't do it without looking without laughing and how they do it without laughing no. i mean you've surely got we've surely got some examples i know there's one that springs to mind right away and of course not embarrassed by doing that so you know i think as we've alluded to you know so you get some phallic vegetable mm -hmm. and then instead of chopping it up into little pieces or hiding your head under a blanket uh, <laughs> you you uh, gloria really? i don't actually hide my head under a blanket as you suggested i might do that and i thought it'd be quite funny Love um it. but yeah so so then you 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 just draw out the phallic mm -hmm. properties of yeah the item it's timing as well. These timing is so important because if you do things in a business-like way, it's fine. 
But obviously, a TV presenter, they're trying to get five minutes out of what is possibly a two-minute task. And so everything becomes really stretched out and very, very deliberate. And all the time that's happening, the camera's looking at this pale white hand caressing a bushel of courgettes. And you think... What the flaming hell is going on? I pay my TV license <laughs> to see you caress courgettes. Yes, yeah. I'm sick of looking at your quivering bosom. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can I have some educational programming, please? Because I've forgotten the cake recipe. Because I'm now at least half lesbian, having watched your program for an hour. And then it's the it's the reaction as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Stop it. Mm. <laughs> you know, the only way we can really kind of, I say win, there's no winning in this game, is there? Um, with this one is, do we need to t- like field test these? Get them out. <laughs> Make some really extravagant reactionary yummy noises in public. <laughs> partner says no to yum 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 in style of monster um, <laughs> noise too mm, oh god that cake oh yeah see i imagine that in a restaurant this treacle sponge with custard oh my god that's just so mm. i have actually i kind of yeah. just had, i i the other night i cooked a steak and uh, it was a little bit of a religious experience. Yeah. And, Meat uh, frenzy. Yeah. And I, I I just had to kind of, I did have to kind of just sit and just close my eyes <laughs> and just experience the steak. Awesome. That's porny, isn't it? That is a bit. Oh, <laughs> dear. Oh, dear. Close my eyes and experience the steak. I mean, I was putting on some pseudo sexy noises then because no one really sounds like that, let's face it. But, I mean, okay, sorry, I can see by looking around that you do. Um, <laughs> I have to know because I was just thinking, I, I have sat there and gone, oh my God, over food. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll be having that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is amazing this is so good oh, oh you have to try this <laughs> i have also gone oh <laughs> to something as well <laughs> but the thing is right even though there's a correlation you know even though you're making all these kind of noises yeah. that sound like sex noise you're not actually aroused no. by it it's just that they're on the same levels of sensory experience mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm. kind of you know you've you've got a lot of sensations going on so and the reaction tends to be the same that's true and it depends completely on like the scenario if, if you're in the sort of you know early start of a new relationship and you like you got you've gone out for a bit of food and it's all part of the mating ritual isn't it back in the cave days Yon Suter might have like stormed in and thrown you a, a wild partridge, say. He recently caught and wrung its neck. And then your, the part that you could do would be to pluck it in 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, can she make yeah. an apple, apple pie, my boy Billy? Precisely. Whereas now, instead of that, instead of practical skills around food, we, um, 
we just we're expert, we're, we're we're just expert, expert eaters. Yeah, yeah, we're just consumers. We can show our taste and our, our taste and and and, and mm. general brilliance by eating. There are things that I that I perceive to be expensive and must be great. I've never eaten white truffle. Yeah, neither have I. I mean, I've never eaten anything that's not a chocolate truffle, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried truffle oil, but that, but that's the closest I've been to that mysterious unicorn <laughs> ingredient, you know. And yeah, so no, me neither. Th- there's, always, there's always a level of kind of, of stature and things, especially with food. Yeah, you can really dress it up and it's about how good you are and the kind of level of, of, of taste you bring to the event. Yeah, you can see how rarity wins. I mean, yeah, I have to I have to kind of yeah, the the, the steak experience was kind of magnified by the fact that I don't usually fork no. out eight quid on a steak to eat at home. And god damn God when, w- damn that was a good steak. When she's done it, there's gonna be nobody around to watch her devour that <laughs> piece of meat. <laughs> they will find you in the corner <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Not over it like a beast. Oh, it was a T bone as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just, when you were talking about you know, the first stages of dating, you just made me think of I've got this habit, right, of humming when I eat. <gasps> yeah, me too. And it really distresses Will's my boyfriend's <laughs> just like it's just like stop it. Stop it. You're such a freak. Why are you having... <laughs> I do the exact same thing, but I I hum tonelessly all the time. Anyway, <laughs> my mother, whenever I visit my mother, she storms up to me and like puts her head near mine, near mine, near mine. Thanks for that brilliant English, Mia, and and goes. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you sound like a crazy bitch. Stop it! I didn't bring you up to be like this. You were you're a nervous wreck. And yeah. The kind of the monotone humming, I like it. Uh, yeah, and mm. I, I hum, I hum when I'm eating, and I hum when I'm hugging someone as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat, it's your purr. Yeah, it is. Maybe it's just me purring. I'm just going. Mm. And then sometimes I will admit I'll do it for effect, mostly to annoy Will. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. Do you, ever, do you ever go for a really kind of low? almost below the level of hearing a hum that is not quite sure if it's there or not. <laughs> like feedback from a piece of equipment. He just He's walking around the room looking for it. I don't know if I can get down that low. That's, that's wonderful. It's making my lungs vibrate. Oh, brilliant. We'll just amp it up. Once we levelate, brilliantly, once we levelate out this uh, this recording, then that'll just sound like at the same level as everything else, which is brilliant. Oh, weird. I know. All the all the all the highs and lows of our voices will be flattened by a one pitch level eight. Sound engineers would weep, but then as I've got such poor mm. microphone technique, it just has to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we move on from the uh, titillation of, of food. Oh, actually, there's one honourable mention which has to go to um, chocolate adverts and the moment, and it's always a bird, and usually they're selling to birds, but you know, to, to women, mm-hmm. um, but they always use a woman to sell it. And it's usually she bites into the uh, chocolate. And that moment of biting into the chocolate, it's like, how can you hold that piece of chocolate between your lips like that for so long? Yeah. It's not going to happen. And when Flake she pulls- adverts were notorious, really. Re- and they are because it's given, you know, the name flaky chocolate. And so then she does this thing, which I found impossible to come to terms with. The bar of chocolate is pulled away from her trembling mouth, and lo, lo, there are flakes of chocolate on her lip still. 
does she put her tongue out to lick them off? She does not. She's no. too busy engrossing the chocolates in her mouth. And I think, what are you doing? You crazy hell bitch. I know. And she's just pouting the oh. control. It's like that donut thing. Oh, God. You can't eat your donut without licking your lips. Of course not. No. You can't do it. Now, again, is this truly erotic? I think maybe one thing we've... Because actually, that's my thing about food. If you kind of think about what's actually erotic, then food isn't really erotic. It's sensual. Mm. It doesn't turn you on. I mean, watching some woman kind of with chocolate on her mouth is kind of, it's interesting to us because we're programmed to kind of notice things like that because, you know, sex is about survival. But at the same time, erotic i'm not sure Definitely not there is probably a whole section of people out there who who do find it erotic i mean there's food porn you yeah. know actual food porn not food porn they're climbing porn. they're climbing into their furry teddy bear outfits right now in, in disgust and going you know nothing you know nothing of food porn yeah i know clearly i don't i mean i have i have taken part in some tantric meditation where which was all about kind of sensory stuff and that was you know you included it was about awakening senses just to contextualize i i i grew up in a around a lot of alternative kind of communities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so you know taking part in tantric meditation was kind of you know what are you going to do yeah so uh so yeah we kind of and that was all about listening and really meditating and starting to focus on your senses and really bringing them to the fore so it did get to the point where everything became quite amazing like like the smell of something was really intense and the taste of something was really intense and that was you know that was sensory and sensual i'd say but it wasn't erotic strictly i wouldn't yeah. say it was just feeling of it i mean you know i think my my mum was telling me she's been on a a silent retreat recently and uh, for 3 days and i'm talking silent retreat but no talking at all no reading no writing so no input no no information just to you and your thoughts and she said she said the second day it did get to the point where everything was amazing like everything because you just become once you start to understand how much information there is in the taste art and i was at a conference recently i'm just yeah. getting on a no no it's cool because i'm really interested in these, in these retreat things one of my friends does one quite regularly and it he makes it sound so good i think i think it's really i think some people find it really valuable i'm quite interested in doing something myself but thinking about the sensory stuff um i was at a, a conference recently and there was a some discussion on our understanding of the senses and you know our we say that we have five senses and that was kind of set down by aristotle you know thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. and scientists now think that actually there are more like 12 senses because once you start to break down the senses they are actually distinct from each other like you don't just have taste you have salt and sweet and texture Yes. And you are able to sense that and process that. And then some radical people would take that even further and say there are actually 33 different types of sense. So if you actually narrow down and start to focus on that, that amount of information you can get from just one kind of sensory input, yeah. then it kind of stands to reason that everything is amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, maybe that's kind of, you know, 
it's less erotic it's just more interesting but that's the whole like sensual side of things really experiencing things savoring something is yeah. is, 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 is is the sensual is the sensuality part of it, isn't it it's the kind of yeah. really um becoming engrossed within the moment and experiencing something completely rather than sort of in a hurried half-assed way yeah and and that it's it's just fuel i mean i suppose that's what you know what what uh what uh nigella eating taking you know mm. five minutes to eat an asparagus spear is all about it's, it's about recreating that image for that moment isn't it very slowly mm. so your brain can focus on this is erotic yeah oh, God. <laughs> we're such simple beings aren't we I mean, really. And shall we? Shall we? Um, we could talk about bad sex scenes uh, for, involving food in movies, but I mean, I think we're kind of we're coming up to the end of 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 the uh, of, of of the, the first podcast. chapter. Yeah, the first chapter. God, I could talk about this for ages. It's Easily. brilliant. Um, and maybe maybe we should leave you with a very special parting gift <laughs> that we found. Oh, okay. Now. <clears throat> I found this on Oprah.com. I wasn't actually looking on Oprah.com, I should say. I was, uh, I was more, I was, I was doing a Google search and I can't even remember how I came to this, but it's amazing. Um, so I should say, if you are someone called Julie Seeger who writes poetry or you know someone who Julie <laughs> called Julie Seeger who writes poetry, you know, I'd probably... Probably don't listen don't don't listen or or don't get annoyed don't get annoyed because i think i'm about to be really really rude about your poetry <laughs> anticipatory laugh <laughs> oh, oh okay okay i have to admit that when i thought saw this um and i've read this i actually i laughed so loudly <laughs> that uh the person who's in the room came came over to me and said are you okay <laughs> and i was like yes yes no you must read this <clears throat> the first thing that made me laugh extremely loudly was that this poem <laughs> this poem is introduced by the author of erotic poetry for vegans and vegetarians and um well you know that that's pretty specialized isn't it that's really specific. Now all I can imagine is vegans and vegetarians in some kind of sinuously writhing mass of green bodies. <laughs> what I'm also what? like, it's like, what the fuck? So how do you need to have like, what, is erotic poetry carnivorous? Do you need to create some vegetarian a, yeah, poetry? A subset of poetry that is to cater to those without a taste for meat. <laughs> I wonder if she, if, if she ever dares mention, say cheese or milk or do the vegans get cross and insist on a separate section for themselves i mean and what is erotic about kind of censoring the imagery that you use dear god anyway um now hang on a second i think that was quite a good intro and i think you're probably going to expect this to be better than it is yeah be be warned (laughs) it's it's epically bad i'm going to read you the whole thing go on Lai Chi. Lai Shi. Lai He. Lai Thee. <laughs> Lie down, my, cho- my fair chocolate maiden. An entree to a restaurant heartbeats. 
She asks for a Dom Perignon starter, but my vegetable heart beats harder and heartier. The menu. Asparagus green, memories unseen. I want the red of the beetroot. (gasps) The green of the bean shoot. The life that did not take root. I want... Great sieve, dice, give, mixed, sift, gift, rift. Have you just got a thesaurus and gone through this? I'm sorry, but really. Anyway, back to the poem. Without the food processor. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favourite line. (laughs) Without the food processor? You are going crazy. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Can't be yourself. Do you think as as the, as the person in it is is sieving and sifting and gifting these vegetables, their their heads thrown back in some kind of spasmodic, like you know, almost insect like silent howl of ecstasy. <laughs> You'd oh! kind of hope not, because if someone was chopping vegetables erotically at me, I might get a little bit worried. <laughs> Without the food processor. Well, (laughs) I want to heal. Sorry, this is my, yeah, this is my favourite stanza. (laughs) Uh, uh, Gather myself. Um, Asparagus love. Your aroma lives (laughs) on Valentine's Day. 14th February heartbeat. That's beat with a B-double-E-T. Yeah, it. <laughs> Vegetable puree. Green pulse. Romantics fury. Love, sense, chocolate and coriander. We will meet in the pure blue yonder. There's so many things. There's so many things to say about that poem. Well, light me a cigarette because I'm done. <laughs> Just... Really, asparagus, St. Valentine's Day, yonder, asparagus coriander, love. asparagus love, without I mean, the food processor, vegetable puree as an erotic food. Lay down my chocolate maiden. <laughs> Hello. Um, I think that's a bit rich Not without even buying someone dinner first. <laughs> that's, oh, oh God. So, uh. My vegetable heart beats harder. I remember lines from it and I've only heard it twice. Oh my gosh, God, she's got skills. It's right in there. Your bloody vegetable erotic shit has wormed its way into my brain. That's kicked out something valuable like family birthdays or something and now I'll just know this. Oh. That's, um... There's no words, really. Do you know, if... If this was actually a piss take, like if she if, if she had written that for a joke, you'd you'd be so impressed because it's very hard to write something that bad intentionally. I know it's masterful almost. I think I think it's I think it's for real. I, uh, the way it's presented is is it's it's for real, which is Look, um, truly disgusting, astounding. I wish I hadn't used the word gift in there. <laughs> Gift. 
have some of my dark gift. Uh, uh. I think mostly the inclusion of vegetable puree in an erotic poem. Just, uh, you know, I think that's one food I can say wholeheartedly I do not experience as erotic. No. <laughs> vegetable puree. Well, it's a baby mm. food. Vegetable I puree. No, there's no way you could just. It's just wrong. It's wrong, isn't the it? The green of the bean shoots and the red of the <laughs> oh beets. Oh my God, it's in your head. It's completely in my head. This is what Dude, happens. I'm sorry. It's, it's you and your bloody imagery. You, you, you gave such a good reading. It's there now. <laughs> Christ. So I think we're going to leave you. We yeah. Should, we should leave you. As, as if, if anyone can find a better example <laughs> yeah. of bad food poetry than that, please. Yeah. Go to simplysyndicated.com. If you click on the tab for forums, you know, do share. I might even go in there, share the link to this, uh, this, this beautiful I think you poem. Should. Yeah, I think I should. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it there. <laughs> you know, just in case you need to read it in all its glory. Yeah, you should. We all need to read this. This can be like a really long password to a cult, can't it? <laughs> Are you one of us? <laughs> well, I am because I happen to know that, um, you know. Lai Chi. Lai Chi. Lai He. Lai V. You're in, mate. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Sign out, Gloria. I need to go and vomit somewhere. <laughs> we have been uh, Crimes Against Food. I've been Gloria Lind. Mia Steele. Of course. Sickened and disgusted, clearly. <laughs> um, we are part of the Simply Syndicated Network. Um, you can find more about the shows on simplysyndicated.com. You can listen to previous shows um, through the website there too. Um, there are also many other fine shows in our stable of shows who produce more regular output than we do. Um, stable of shows. It makes us sound like Hollywood stars <laughs> on the MGM set, doesn't it? We're, we're all contract players. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. We're, we're, I'm on the B contract. <laughs> or the A contract. <laughs> um, ramble. So, so yes, and it's been it's been lovely to share erotic food yeah. and bad poetry with you. We're back. Yeah. Thanks for this. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. The Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast. So it's like someone saying "I love you" to you once a week. Tony Pucci specifically. Tony Pucci specifically. Hi, this is Tony Pucci of the Pollyanna Cowgirl Records Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I play one hour of pod-safe pop and rock music. You can find the show at pollyannacowgirl.com or at the host podcast network site, simplysyndicated.com. Peace and love.